millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Just $4.99 a month for your all-access pass. Playing now on Fandor is how to start a small business. In this film, Skylar Ward, a small-time promoter, is searching for the next big thing. We end up following Skyler and his team of little people wrestlers as they attempt to take their act from the bars of Texas and fairgrounds of Oklahoma to the big time. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the FanDor Video Podcast. Here's my dear co-host, Chris Kelly. Thanks so much for hey, having Chris. me, as always. <laughs> and and the best producer west of the Mississippi, Bryn. Woo-hoo. Thanks. Good to be here, guys. Right. Well, we have a very special interview today. Uh the Mill Valley Film Festival is right around the corner, and one of the movies that it's highly featured is called Like a Rolling Stone, The Life and Times of Ben Fong Torres. And to with us today is Ben and Suzanne. Suzanne, Joe Kai is the director. So thank you guys for being here. Hey. Pleasure. Thank you. I guess the most obvious question is, um, Ben, Suzanne, how did this come about? How did you guys meet? And how did this actually come to fruition? This has to be a Suzanne Joe Kai kind of a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, actually how we met. I think I was in the newsroom at, like, 22 or something like that uh, at the NBC station San Francisco, KRON. Mm-hmm. And I just discovered this is a person named Ben Fong Torres. So being the intrepid reporter that I was, the journalist, I actually reached out to him. And I still today even have that little piece of paper, the uh, the paper telephone message that Ben actually called me back. Nice. Because there were so few Asian Americans, period, anywhere in the country, you could probably count us on one hand. So uh, I think that's how we met. I, I probably reached out to him from my newsroom and then... He called me back. <laughs> then um, how did this film come about? Oh, my goodness. Years later, Ben calls me, says he's in San Francisco. Says, I'm coming down to Los Angeles. I'm going to meet with Q. Do you want to have dinner? And I said, yes. So um, I have dinner. I actually happened to be uh, doing a shoot. Uh, I brought my uh, production assistant with me. So the two of us are sitting there having a fantastic dinner. And it just kind of came up. And I said, Hey, Ben, you're in everybody else's documentary, rock and roll documentary. And I just was curious, why isn't there one about you? And he said, I don't know. Uh, And I had just done a, uh, for fun, a documentary on the inner world of Star Wars uh, fans that actually ended up in London and other places. Uh, And I was really kind of emboldened. And 
uh, he said, well, then why did you do it? And I said, okay. And that was it. That's how it all started. Oh, that's great. I know Suzanne doesn't like to drop uh, names or even initials, but Q would be Quincy Jones. Oh, Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, when she said Q, I'm like... Not not QAnon. I know, I was thinking, are these guys QAnon people? Like, what is she talking about? And then I also thought Quiznos, were they Quiznos? This could be a new career for Quincy Jones as as Q. All right, well, now now everyone we know, Q is Quincy Jones when they use it again later in this interview. Hey, Ben, I'm going to go out of order of the questions. I'm going to ask the question, when you look... At this film, Ben, what goes through your mind as you relive so much of your life? Uh, first, I would say um, gratitude to uh, Suzanne for uh, thinking in her demented way that, that this life here was worth documenting. Uh, secondly, uh, I would say amazement at the uh, people from uh, fellow former Rolling Stones staff members to big-time musical names like Q and EJ and CS. <laughs> I think that's EJ already, uh, who thought my, my work was worthwhile over the years. And, and third, uh, a renewed love of family, of parents and siblings that I have lost, mm. and of uh, who Diane and I still, Diane and I still have, from Diane's sisters to my nieces and nephew and their kids. Uh, and for the youngest ones, this film will tell them some of what came before yeah. uh, in this life of mine. And I, I find that incredibly valuable. And I'm very grateful. Um, I'd like to throw it to Bryn for a second. Bryn is our producer. Mm-hmm. He's Vietnamese. Oh, yeah. And as we were like getting ready for this interview, he said something really, really touching about this movie. Tell them what well, you said. It resonates with me. And, and you talking about showing documenting your life. A while ago, you know, I've known Ben Fong Torres forever in my youth. I didn't know the rock star version of Ben <laughs> Fong Torres. And, you know, way back when seeing this footage was really amazing, especially for an Asian American in media. I thought that was just super eye opening and, and really amazing to see. And so thank you for representing us properly and, and showing us how to do it. You know, well. I'm not sure about representing you properly. Oh, my God. <laughs> way, way better than any of us could do it. I'm glad that uh, it has turned out to be the case that uh, I have been some kind of a, a, a role model. Because uh, back in the 50s and 60s, uh, when I was beginning to have these dreams about media and radio and the newspapers I was reading and the humor books I was reading at the, at the restaurant our, our family operated, there were no role models. My models were mm-hmm. Steve Allen on the late night show and the variety show and Gary Owens, then mm-hmm. a local morning DJ here in Oakland at KEWB and one or two others. But they were just sort of models for fun, professional guys who were in a wonderful uh, business that I thought I could never possibly crack. And so those were my models. And now I see that between Suzanne and me and uh, maybe 20 other pioneers, uh, so-called, of Asian-American journalism and media, that a whole new generation, several by now, have emerged and are, are carrying the torch. Ben, when you think back to all the interviews you've done, which one do you want back? The one you didn't quite nail? The one you would have done differently? Hmm. Um, probably the earliest ones, Huban. Uh, 
I think back then I was, this is, we're talking about 1969, essentially. And I was trying too hard to be Rolling Stone, whatever that was so early in the magazine's history. The idea was to be professional. That was Jan Wender's thing, but with an edge and an attitude. So the articles I'm thinking about, my first feature was Dino Valente, composer of Get Together, which became the hippie anthem. <laughs> and then Joni Mitchell became my first cover story. Um, and they were okay. I had good training at San Francisco State's Daily Newspaper, but as with all of my articles, they could have been better. But I think especially those two. And Joni was my first cover story, but they left out the byline, which I'm actually, in retrospect, glad about. <laughs> Great. Um, all right, so uh, tell us the story. The, my favorite moment in the movie is when you start talking about your family. And I, I'd love for you to tell us the story of your father, um, his story, and how you got your name. Well, uh, my father was born in a tiny village in... Um, uh, southeast China, Guangdong, and mm. he was raised in poverty. He was one of, like me, he was one of five children, and uh, he ultimately, after doing chores his entire young life, as a teenager, maybe 17 or 18, he went to Manila. He had learned that people went from China to Manila in the Philippines to earn money for, the, for their families, and so that's what he did. He delivered bread by horse wagon, he began to learn how to cook, and he was told that the Filipinos could enter America while Chinese were excluded. So he got help obtaining a birth certificate for a Ricardo Torres. Mm. It worked, and he landed in the Bay Area in 1927 at age 24, and he found work at various restaurants in Oakland's Chinatown, and within a few years, he was a partner in a small cafe, and he was on his way. Mm-hmm. So did your dad change his name to Ricardo? He, he came to America with the legal name. He I was see. carrying Ricardo, Ricardo Torres. Torres. Yeah. And when he met my mom, kind of a mail order thing, years later, in nice. the late 30s and early 40s, <laughs> and they had their first child, Sarah, a family friend came, dropped by, and said, and he knew a thing or two. And he said, so dude... What are you going to be calling yourselves, you know? Because you're Fong uh, from China, Fong Gokxiang, and yet you're Taurus legally uh, in America. So you are screwed. And <laughs> my father said, really? Uh, I didn't know you could say screwed in Chinese. But, uh, what shall I do? And this uh, wise guy says, well, I think you should put the two together and you're covered. And who knows who chose to use Fong first, then Taurus. But whatever it was, uh, us kids came along, learned some grammar, and hyphenated the name. Mm, and nice. we were on our way. Um, okay, so Suzanne, when you know, I know this is your baby. I know how filmmaking is. I know how much you pour into it. But what's your hope uh, for what, what you hope people are going to walk away with after watching this movie? That is a really good question. Um, when I started this 12 years ago, I mean, oh. I thought it was going to be a two-year project. And then I started to get deeper and deeper into the, the source research. And then I would learn more and more and more and more. And it was like started to get like 
amazing information that is nowhere. It's just not in any book, not in any film, anywhere. These are all from the insiders, insiders in the in Rolling Stone, insiders in rock, the rock stars, insiders in the community. So pulling that all together, um, the takeaway, uh, it's really, the timing is like, like almost like it just was meant to be to mm -hmm. release this year. Uh, we almost released two years ago, uh, but I held it back actually. But two years ago, there was no Black Lives Matter. There, there was no, all this crisis going on. There was no mm -hmm. pandemic. There's none of that. There's no marches in the streets. And then all of a sudden, um, this year, it, there's all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So our film actually is is very, very current. So my takeaway is I want everyone to see the film, including <laughs> the ones who are, uh, you know, trying to uh, whatever you want to call it. You know, they're just in conflict with us. And I want this to this film to entertain audiences. And through entertaining, I think, will introduce a real human being, a real human being who has inspired his own peers for decades and hopefully will inspire audiences. So that's that's my takeaway. Um, who did you guys want for the film that you didn't get? Who's still living? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come on. A Ben. Oh, for me. <laughs> Either one um, of you. Like, who did you want? Who did you really want that you didn't get? Because you guys have a... It's a star-studded film. Yeah. Yeah. I think we pretty much got everyone we had hoped for. Did you want to get Mick Jagger? Jagger. What about right. Mick Jagger? <laughs> Come well, on. He actually... Believe it or not, Ben has all these incredible, extraordinarily rare, mostly never been heard before by the world uh, archives, right? And... 
we have a, a you know Mick Jagger and all of that, but we had to sort through to, to see which ones would would match and that, mesh that with his sure. uh, mm-hmm. his life. But if we are ever asked to do a, a multi-part series, we, we can add Nick in there. Okay. <laughs> right. Hey, anyone who's watching this with some influence, that, that was the seed. We just planted it. it a multi-part series. This is a, it's a wonderful start um, in, in, in many different ways. Chris has a job offer for you, Ben. Go ahead, Chris. Tell him. So, this is off the list of questions we sent you, Ben. Another one off the list. So, I mean, a couple, a couple of years ago, my friend Jay Penske bought Rolling Stone magazine, and he's installing right now my friend Noah Shackman as, as editor-in-chief, who's just starting up. I, I don't know if you've had any contact with them. Um, uh, at all, but uh, but they're 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 definitely worth a conversation, no matter what. And and the history that uh, that the film tells of the of the magazine is just going to be absolutely invaluable to its you know sort of rebirth and revitalization. So do you hear the you job for that, offer, right? Ben? Do you hear the job <laughs> offer? He's sort of off mic. Okay. Oh, so, you, uh, oh, he's so here. I'm speaking right. Uh, at, is, oh, it a, with this. is it a show, a series, a podcast, keep, a movie? No, no. no what he's saying is about, his buddy just bought Rolling so, Stone. So the, uh, Jay Pensky oh, bought Rolling Stone sure. a couple of years ago and and yeah. he's installing Noah Shackman as editor-in-chief um, both of whom are Noah's a fantastic journalist and Jay's been a, a great media operator for quite some time I I wanted to know if you if you've been in touch with them at all and if oh. not um, can I put you in touch oh of course you can yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to go back to Rolling Stone <laughs> you want to go back to Rolling Stone and write a few articles you know I still have dreams about being at Rolling Stone mm-hmm. and I think I uh, I think it goes back to the 80s uh, seems like from the uh, architecture and the looks of the people and i'm always there on the payroll but having not done a story for years (laughs) guilt-ridden about it i just go to some desk and sit there and you know see people and, and 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 with that weird feeling that i have been researching several stories now for years and haven't turned them in it's kind of like um Several of the actual staff members of Rolling Stone have <laughs> just taken their place in my dreams. Nice. Um, all right. So listen, this is a podcast for a streaming site called Fandor. And uh, one of the things I'd like to ask each of you is tell us two or three movies that touched you, that you would consider films you love, that inspired you, that helped to, you know, bring out the best in you movies you think about movies that stay with you from the years they don't have to be your favorite films but movies that that really meant a lot to you Mm. Uh, suzanne you can start well it sounds crazy but uh the one film that has inspired me is almost famous there we go oh can you believe i mean Honestly, <laughs> it's, treated, it's treated lovingly love in the movie. It's treated very, very lovingly in the movie. So I um, love, yeah. love, love in your movie. Film. Yep. <laughs> and if you if you actually look at the uh, the film, it's about telling the truth, telling the truth, telling the truth. And our film is about telling the truth, telling the truth, telling the truth. Of course, about Ben's life and all the things that you know, the great things that he's done. But it, it it's it's got that you know seeking truth kind of aspect and also age of innocence you know ben growing up and then seeing through his uh eyes as a child you know uh, was going on and then um becoming a uh you know full-fledged uh, uh who he is now so um tra- transferring his innocence to cameron crow 
<laughs> uh, any other films, Suzanne, besides Almost Famous? Anything else? I do. I have others, but I would say that's that's a key one. That's me. the one. All right, Ben, how about you? Tell us two or three films that you um, love. Almost Famous is my least favorite film of all. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, but they had this weird jerk Asian character. In it. <laughs> that kind of threw me off. Um, I, I think I think back to the classics like uh, Star Wars. I was kind of Oh, and, and Godfather. Yeah. For some reason, uh, both both of those iconic films had Bay Area roots. So I'm, I'm proud of it, as well as entertained by it. Uh, Godfather seemingly still, you know, whenever it pops up uh, on reruns or whatever. And mm-hmm. I also have the box sets. I'm just glued to the screen. It's just majestic storytelling and acting and writing. And I have to put in a word for all the president's men. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of self-serving, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just saw clickbait on Netflix, and it had a horrendous portrayal of media. And one particular Asian American journalist um, named Ben, actually. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> horrible uh, uh, depiction. Ben- uh, on the flip side, you yes. have Woodward and Bernstein, and all the president's men. And so uh, those are three of my favorites. Ben, uh, who is your favorite person to interview of all time? Uh, oh, boy. Um, dead or alive? Either. Yeah, either. either? Yeah. Both. Well, um, <laughs> I'm going to say McCartney. It was going to okay. be McCartney and Ronstadt. Uh, but I now that you've allowed me to go to another platform, Marvin Gaye, because he mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. uh, at the peak of his success with what's going on mm-hmm. and also at the peak of his insecurity. And mm-hmm. so, and he was the kind of a guy like McCartney who bared his soul. He was not afraid to just say exactly the answer to what you were asking. It was, there was no hemming and hawing. It was, Oh man, I'm depressed. <laughs> you know, I'm just not sure. Do I deserve this? I know I made this, but what's next? I don't know. Um, and uh, Ron Stepp just blatantly, brazenly self-revealing in her her interviews talking about going to the fat farm uh when she didn't really need to and um mccartney so media savvy uh, not to exploit it but to work with it knowing that somehow there would be a mutual benefit and he would come out just fine by being open and and that's been been seen in his most recent interview with uh, rick rubin yep uh I'm not sure what network it's on. I think Hulu? it's on Netflix. I, oh, it's on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful interview yeah. where he does a little bit of gossip, but mostly is the details of the music that we all grew to love. And and, and before that, when he did the carpool karaoke stuff with James Corden, like he, he's, oh. he's brilliant. He's yeah. absolutely brilliant to this yeah. day. Um, he loved to surprise people and yep. just show up so, suddenly and play, play yep. his music. And he's still... At the top of his game in terms of vocals, fantastic. We 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 opened Golden One Center in Sacramento with Paul McCartney concerts, and it was one of the uh, one of the proudest moments for all all of us in the Kings yeah. uh, group. My so, dear friend Chris is part owner of the Sacramento Kings. So when we built the new oh. arena, when we built the new arena, <laughs> McCartney was we opened it with two nights of McCartney, and it was it wow. was just fantastic. Um, the film is called Like a Rolling Stone, The Life and Times of Ben Fong Torres. It's at the Mill Valley Film Festival. It's going to be screening Sunday, October 10th and Monday, October 11th. But on October 10th is a top secret private music show at the Sweetwater. That's right. Okay. I can't wait to hear 
who's going to be playing? <laughs> Let's see now. Uh, McCartney. Okay. Uh, Elton John. Nice. Uh, Carlos Santana. <laughs> Crosby. No, not Crosby. Stills, Nash, and Young. Wow. <laughs> you know, they're still fighting. Yeah. And, anyway. What about uh, Bruno Mars? <laughs> Bruno Mars will be there. Okay. Uh, Korean pop, boy pop band. Oh, BTS? BTS. BLT will be there. Oh, BLT, too. BLT. They're serving in the green room with sandwiches, and then they go on stage. Nice. It's going to be an amazing show. Before we end it, what's next for you guys? What's like? Has the movie already been sold? Is it going to be just like, what's next in terms of that? And what's next in terms of life? for both of you suzanne oh gosh i uh poof uh i'd like to take a vacation (laughs) (laughs) but also um i do have i do have um i did more than 120 shoots i stopped counting because i wanted to get it you know factually correct so i was cross-checking cross-checking everybody uh fortunately it's come come back as uh correct uh, but then having done that, I have maybe 15, 18 hours of already uh, pre-edited footage. So what do we do with that? So we could pro- I want to do an educational version yeah. for the schools and uh, maybe a multi-part. So that's awesome. That's, that's on my I- uh, agenda, hopefully. And so if Mr. Pesky is interested, you know, um, <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> uh, that's a, that, I think that's a, that's a chat we can set up uh, fairly easily. So. I love that. That'd be great. Yep. yep. Yeah, you're you're being interviewed by someone who's super connected. He's right there. <laughs> this guy. Awesome. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, how about you, Ben? What's next? Well, I continue to do, um, I'm, I'm in my sixth year now of programming and DJing on Moon Alice Radio, which is for, not Alice Radio, it's Moon, it's Moon Alice, Alice Radio. Radio. <laughs> it was my, my good friend Roger McNamee. For Roger yeah, and yeah. the gang. And uh, I recently edited a uh, help to consult on a book for Q. Who you know who that is now. <laughs> um, I did narration. I read a couple of my books for Audible. So those are just out. They are my memoir, The Rice Room, and the book on Little Feet called Willen. And I am talking with a couple of uh, writers um, helping out on a TV series, they hope, about San Francisco, New York, and L.A. freeform radio in the 70s. And... There's also a major radio figure who just got in touch about my maybe helping out on a series on television about the San Francisco 60s summer of love scene. It doesn't seem to go away. You would think that they'd be aiming at millennials and younger, but the boomers are still considered a prized audience. (laughs) I want to say from the bottom of our hearts, uh, thank you, Ben Fong Torres. Thank you, Suzanne, Joe Kai. The film, once again, Like a Rolling Stone, The Life and Times of Ben Fong Torres, Mill Valley Film Festival, October 10th, October 11th. We wish you guys nothing but the best. It's fantastic Thank film you. and unbelievable Thank stories. And great, great things Thank to come. Chris. Thanks. Brand. Amazing. Thank story. you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Playing now on Fandor is How to Start a Small Business. In this film, Skylar Ward, a small-time promoter, is searching for the next big thing. We end up following Skylar and his team of little people wrestlers as they attempt to take their act from the bars of Texas and fairgrounds of Oklahoma to the big time. That's Fandor, the home for cinephiles. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.